All right, welcome once again to Chicago Unbelievable. I'm Adam, joined by Hector, who is cracking up right now, and Michael Glover-Smith, a film historian. We're at a little diner around the corner from where SNA Studios was in Chicago. Um, Mike and I have been uh, working on a big project about early the early history of film in Chicago, and we find out that Chicago really doesn't make a big deal out of its artistic legacy, do they? That's, that's absolutely right. Chicago has an unbelievably rich uh, cinematic legacy, which it has chosen to completely ignore. Right. And yet, uh, these buildings are still here, they're still standing. And, and there, uh, there's more than we thought left of SNA Studios. And this is something that people don't know. Yeah, right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, there's a lot of things out here in the city that like people just completely are oblivious to, and it takes people like us to, uh, to find them. Yeah, and, to and them. we found a lot more than I thought we were going to today. I thought we'd just stand outside of SNA Studios talking about Charlie Chaplin and Francis X. Bushman. But turns out the uh, studio is still there, the vaults down in the basement are still there, and we managed to get to go down and check them out. We even got inside of them. I thought somebody was going to lock me in and I'd uh, end up dead. But th that's just kind of the way I usually work with these things. We know that our bread and butter is uh, death, disease, destruction, drowning, dismay, despair, dismemberment, disfiguration, discombobulation, defenestration, and we'll be right back with that pretty soon. And uh, The first week of April is going to be grave robbing week here at Chicago Unbelievable. But here we are on the north side of Chicago. We started out over at Bronco Billy's apartment and then walked over to SNA Studios. Uh, give it a listen. This is fantastic stuff we got. It's one of Chicago's best-kept secrets that we basically invented Hollywood here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We're up at uh, 1039. Uh, what street is this, Mike? This is uh, Lawrence. It's 1039 to 1045. All right, you want to tell us uh, what, what's the significance of this building here? This is where Charlie Chaplin lived for about three weeks in, uh, from uh, late December of 1914 to mid-January of 1915. Yeah, it was uh, SNA Studios' biggest coup at the time was they were able to land Charlie Chaplin. And he stayed, this was actually Bronco Billy's apartment, wasn't it? Yes, this was Bronco Billy Anderson's apartment. He was one of the co-owners of the SNA studio. And uh, it's a very luxurious building, as you can see. Uh, and yeah. he, he and his wife lived here, and they put Chaplin up for about three weeks while Chaplin made a movie just a few blocks away. All right, so we're going to be walking over towards uh, the original SNA Studios now. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's Whoa, do it. So why don't you tell us a bit about uh, George Spohr, who uh, the S in SNA. SNA was, uh, they called it, it was spelled E-S-S-A-N-A-Y, but it meant S for Spohr and A for Anderson. That's right. It was, uh, the name of the studio was a corruption of, yeah, the, the first uh, initials of uh, the last names of the founders. Uh, Spohr actually had no, he, he, like Anderson, he was a really colorful character, um, they founded the studio uh, about a decade prior to bringing uh, Chaplin over, um, but Spoor actually had very, very little interaction with Chaplin uh, in 1914, 1915. In fact, Spoor was furious that Anderson had promised Chaplin a $10,000 signing bonus for signing to SNA, and Spoor didn't want to uh, pay him. Right. And uh, <laughs> so he basically <laughs> stayed away. Chaplin never saw him, and that. Uh, in turn, made Chaplin really, really angry. And yeah, that was he, he one kept he kept wondering when am I getting my check anyway. Exactly. He, so that, <laughs> it was December. He was he had come from California to Chicago in the winter. Yes, <laughs> yes. So. He he arrived right before uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
and uh, they didn't. He didn't do any work the first week he was here. It wasn't until January yeah. that he, uh, or the first week of January, he went to the studio to begin work on his first film, and uh, that's the walk we're making right now. Yeah. And let's not forget that this, this is the body. Um, you got to understand sports for a perspective here. This is a guy who was relatively unknown to the United States. He's well known in England at the time. And uh, here Heath is thinking he has to give a $10,000 check to a nobody. And $10,000 in 1914 was a lot of money. Yeah, you're looking at uh, at least a couple hundred thousand in today's money. Exactly. So it's, uh, you know, you, you can't blame Spore for being uh, being that. But, of course, he's going to kick himself in the butt for, you know, not realizing he could have, like, made a lot more money off of Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Yeah, the, the irony is, you know, the, the number 10,000 uh, comes back into play about a year later because that's what Chaplin ended up making every week when, <laughs> when he signed with, uh, with Mutual right. a year later. He, he went to SNA and he, when his contract was up for negotiation, he, set, he demanded 10,000 a week. They refused to pay him. He became a free agent, and that's what Mutual uh, agreed to pay and him. That was the year that he really became a superstar too. And he didn't. Well, all the time he was working for SNA, the, most of the time he was out in. He decided he hated Chicago and ended up in Northern California. But they were so isolated out there, he had no idea just how big he was becoming until a year later he came back to Chicago, and there were crowds waiting at every train station. Yeah, that's right. Rather than just uh, Bronco Billy's wife, yeah. which was who met him the first time. That, that's right. He made 15 shorts uh, total for uh, SNA in the year 1915, and only the first of those was shot here in Chicago. The other 14 were shot in Niles, California, which right. was where their other studio was located. Now, my favorite story about when he was filming that first that first short was they said they showed him their uh, their stable of talent and said, "Okay, pick out a leading lady." So they picked this girl out who looked like she really had it and spent the mo better part of the afternoon trying to teach her the routines. And finally, she just said, "Mr. Chaplin, I don't think this is funny. I don't get it. We're just kicking each other in the rear all the time." <laughs> and so he had to let her go. And uh, that young lady was Gloria Swanson who would go on to basically define Hollywood glamour just a few years later along with her friend Mary Pickford. Yeah, that's right. She was <laughs> would, would be one of the biggest uh, stars, female stars of the silent era. Of course, today she's best known for playing, for, Norma, for playing Desmond. Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. Right. Yeah. Uh, but. And, and uh, actually, Gloria Swanson is in the film, his new job, in yeah. a bit part. She plays the stenographer. So right. if you check that movie out, And you can get it on her. YouTube for free. In fact, I'll, I'll put it up on the Chicago Unbelievable blog, chicagounbelievable.com. We'll, of course, have an entry to go along with this podcast. So, yeah, Swanson was in quite a number of SNA shorts. She was, was able to finagle a studio tour, and at the time they needed... Uh, they just happened to need people that day. <laughs> uh, there was uh, one guy totally spacing on his name. They called him like the Nebraska Storm. He would be shouting while they acted. He'd be shouting, "Kick him! Kick him! Kick him in the butt! Sit on his face!" <laughs> and so she ended up in like a pile-up scene. And then they handed her a pay envelope. She walked down to a deli, thinking, "Well, I probably made about enough to get a dill pickle." Which, according to her claim, you know, this was not a metaphor. She really bought a lot of dill pickles in those days. Then she opened her envelope and found there was like three bucks and change in there and that's enough to buy many pickles yeah right so many pickles in 1913 1914 money so she's thinking okay well i'll keep doing this so Josie did she stuck with sna for quite a while but she never thought they were any good and that was actually kind of Chaplin's problems too is uh george spore had kind of gotten into a faustian bargain with thomas edison 
where they basically, he and a few other companies basically controlled the movie industry. There was no competition. It didn't really matter to him whether the stuff was any good or not. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Edison tried to monopolize the industry. He formed something called the Motion Picture Patents uh, Company uh -huh. and uh, basically tried to sue anyone who would not pay him uh, a licensing fee for using a motion picture camera that resembled the kind that he had patented. Right. Which uh, was typical of Edison, unfortunately, back in those days. Yeah. Uh, Edison was a bit of a tyrant from what I understand of history. That that he was. Well, you know, we got to give Edison a lot of credit for doing good, but his real genius was marketing himself. Exactly. Right. He took a lot of credit for other people's work. He was great at suing people. Mm -hmm. Tesla, uh, yeah. Could be. As, yeah. As, as I tell my students, uh, a very smart guy, but not always a nice guy. Yeah. Right. Right. He was the kind of guy who would electrocute an elephant to prove a point. All right, we've made our way to uh, Argyle and Broadway now. We should so, talk about Al Sternberg's let's, let, restaurant. Why don't, why don't you bar. tell us about Al Sternberg's? Al Sternberg's restaurant and bar was the uh, favorite lunchtime place for the SNA crew. This is where they would go on their lunch breaks. Um, it's where they would uh, shoot dice, and the loser uh, of the dice games would have to pay the the bill. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know exactly which building. Sternberg's yeah, there's there's a in. number of buildings around here that might have been it. We've had a little trouble finding the original. We're still digging for that. I'm, I'm telling you, it's got to be Tank Noodle. Tank Noodle Vietnamese, <laughs> Vietnamese cuisine. There's something wrong with that name. <laughs> that's my that's my plug for today. All right. So are we gonna head over to SNA from here, Mike? Yeah, we're gonna head on over to SNA. It's just a couple blocks uh, west of Argyle and Broadway on Argyle. Okay. Yeah, if you guys want to look up Argyle and Broadway and take a look at these buildings, there's about five different buildings that we think might have been the original Owls. We haven't found the exact address for the place yet. I'm sure we will. This is this is what we do here at we're at uh, Chicago Unbelievable. <laughs> Someone got caught. Yeah. In fact, digging up information brings us to an awful lot of puns for Grave Robbing Week, which is coming up first week of April. We're oh, actually uh, going to be down in the Potter's Field of the Old City Cemetery where an awful lot of grave robbing took place. We're going to be talking to Daniel Krause, who's got a new book coming out called Rotters, all about a father-son grave digging team. It's pretty fantastic. I'm reading an advanced copy now. I'm going to borrow it. <laughs> Can I? Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Right, what we're on now is we've uh, stepped off of the uh, Chicago Business District on Broadway, and now we're just in a very residential area with lots of uh, brownstones, brick four flats. I w I Typical imagine, Chicago street, really. Yeah, I would imagine that the neighborhood probably looked very, very similar. A lot of these buildings were certainly here in the 20s. Yeah. Most of these are, most of these are probably 1800s buildings. So the uh, SNA building would have been the only real uh, business building in this in this yeah in the neighborhood. neighborhood and a lot of the neighbors just got kind of used to having movie stars hanging around like my favorite story of those is francis x bushman <laughs> the matinee idol would drive around in this purple limousine that he owned and he had mounted a spotlight on the dashboard so that people could see him as he drove by you could see his his uh, silhouette right. silhouetted visage yeah and yeah the entire north side this was the playground of the stars i mean right. this was you know this was like the Beverly Hills yeah. of, of the early 20th century. The Aragon, yeah, the, the, green, the Green Mill was a huge hangout for right. the, the exactly. SNA group. Before, before the gangsters discovered it. Right. Uh, the Aragon Ballroom is right near here. The Riviera Theater, back when it was a movie house. Uh, century uh, Theater. Is that Century? Yeah. yeah. Century Theater, which was a mag magnificent theater back in the day. 
Uh, it was probably one of the most luxurious theaters in the city at the point at that point. So, mm -hmm. okay, here we are. This is it. Yeah. It's these two buildings up here on the left. All right, we'll get some photographs of those. It'll be on the web on ChicagoUnbelievable.com. Just look at the podcast page. It'll take you to all the links. Okay, now here's a sign for Charlie Chaplin Auditorium. This is one of the few uh, indications that this building has some sort of association with Charlie Chaplin. They named the auditorium after him. I understand that if you go inside the auditorium, there is a framed poster of Chaplin's film, The Kid, which of course he made in Hollywood right. years later. Want to see if we can get inside? Let's do it. Let's see if we can get inside. This is the first <laughs> time we break an entry. <coughs> yeah. I didn't um, say that. Didn't right. Make, no, you didn't say that. Okay. Making sure. We never break into anything no, at Chicago at Unbelievable. We're not thinking of ways to get into the couch tomb right now. <laughs> so, do you work here? Uh, oh man, I wish my Spanish was better. Uh, <laughs> can we get inside the auditorium? No, 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 Okay, that went on. Uh, but we're going to walk around and then we're going to come back, okay? Okay, that's it. Thanks. By the way, it's closed, so we can't get in. Okay. For those of us who are Spanish speakers and want to make fun of Hector. It's likely it's the front of the building. Right. Uh, and then the other half of the building was converted into classrooms. And stuff. Right. Well, there is an open door over there. Do you want to just try? Yeah. <laughs> Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> oh, there is a painting of uh, there is a painting of Chaplin up on the wall. Let me get a picture of that. Up on the outside of this building, there is a, an old old brick building. There is a painting of Charlie Chaplin. All right, we got that. These uh, glass double doors right here appear to be open. Okay. <laughs> Whistling doesn't make us <laughs> No, especially not wi especially not whistling the no I'm not up to no good song, which <laughs> Harry Potter reference, yay. <laughs> they swear that I am up to no good. Okay, I'm thinking this way. Oh wait, there's an office right here. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin Auditorium. Okay, this the auditorium we were just informed was not open. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, there are more paintings. Hello. 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 How you Incredible. Yeah. Tell this is exactly where the film. The films were shot. made. Yeah. Uh, you, if you look up at the ceiling, you can see the rafters. This is where the lights would have been hung. Um, I would imagine this. This building has probably changed very little since Chaplin yeah. shot the movie here. I think there's a new floor here. Yeah, a new floor, but the ceiling is probably the original. Yeah. And there is a painting of Chaplin up now. He accomplished, the, he left his mark in three weeks with one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what goes on here now. I don't know, but I think I want to do a green screen in this room. This is right. This would be uh, fantastic this, you could for that. Use this as a studio today. Yeah. yeah. You know, very effectively. Mm -hmm. You could really build some great sets in here. Yeah, it's, like, it's so weird to think Charlie Chaplin was in here. You know. And he, yes, he was in, in here doing his thing. Yeah, for two weeks. <laughs> 
wrote, directed, starred in a movie that he basically improvised. Right, they used to crank him out fast those days. Well, Bronco Billy was making a movie a week. Well, actually, he was usually making seven movies in one week and then taking six weeks off. <laughs> yeah, uh, SNA was, they were cheap. That was, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. one of the reasons why there was conflict between Spoor and Anderson and Chaplin. Mm -hmm. um, Chaplin, one thing he was horrified by was when he went to look at the daily rushes of his film uh, in order to save money, the SNA technicians were screening his original negative as opposed to striking a print. Right. And of course, the, uh, the quality would go down every right. time you every screen time you that screen negative. So that, you know, that was just not something they were that concerned about. But thankfully, his new job does survive. The film right, the, right the movie here. that he shot right here, and I'll make sure to link that on our page. Uh. Right, not only did we find somebody who could show us around, it turned out that the studio space was not the only thing left from Chaplin's day. In fact, some of the vaults were still in the basement. There were places where we could certainly see the footprint of the old building. Let's zoom into a few minutes later. Uh, well, the Charlie Chaplin is original because you can't, it's a historical landmark, you cannot change anything. Okay. And the other thing that's original here is in the basement, it's the vault. The what? The vault? Hi, Sandra. Yeah, the vault where Charlie Chaplin's kept his films and everything. Uh, All right. Wow. Is, is there any chance we can see that? I, it's, it's not a vault anymore. It's right. Not, <laughs> it's a storage area. But so can, we, can we see where it was, though? Uh, I have to find out from the maintenance person. Okay. Take, to take, take me down there. Uh, and then, of course, the that's about the only thing that's here. Right. The rest is all different. So. But the auditorium is where they actually made the films, this is right? His, this is his studio. Okay. This is Charlie Chaplin's studio, and this is the way it's, you know. Yeah, we're looked, trying to. We're it trying looks to, like a film studio today. Right. right. We, we can't change anything really major. Uh, we're trying to keep it as much as possible. We have to. And we're trying to uh, work on developing the this, this space because we want to use this. In some kind of, Rafael, how's that? You want to make make this uh, a usable space for for theater, you know, uh, cultural events, things like that. That's our yeah. plan. Well, here's a question that probably a couple of listeners may be interested in. Um, how do you go about renting this space? Say if somebody wanted to uh, rent it to uh, film something, uh, and they happen to drop us a green screen uh, blanket. Uh, <laughs> without actually painting it. That way everyone's the winner. <laughs> right, yeah, that would be the only way because mm -hmm. we're not going to go into the paint mm -hmm. unless it's painted completely. Mm -hmm. uh, the rental is done through the president's office, mm -hmm. so they would have to contact the president, uh, Nancy Ocampos, mm -hmm. and there's all the rental okay. issues here. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't know if... No, uh, Don Pablo? Yeah, well, he's here, so I don't know if he can give you access to the vault area or not, but no. I have to find out if he's around. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, about vault. Oh. Okay. Oh, thank you. A few seconds, we'll have somebody. Oh, fantastic. Oh my God. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this member's a storage area. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We know we're not going to find, you know, canisters. Okay, possible. So, canisters of film. 
<laughs> yeah, none of that's there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got old furniture and old uh, desks and things and all that stuff down there. Yeah, but no, most of them don't. But that's probably where they did keep. That's where, where they did store the film. Right. That's yeah. Charlie Chaplin's stuff. Was. Wow. This is his, this is his vault. Yeah. And that's film. why his one film from here still survives, unlike the vast majority of silent films. That's right. So yeah, this is a project for us is, is to how do we, because there's got to be an opportunity either to the Chaplin family or foundation or something to find uh, mm -hmm. uh, some support to help us, you know, restore whatever we can. And, and, and hopefully my thoughts are the, uh, stage permanent. The president wants a removal mm -hmm. so he can, you know, it's a multi-purpose room for us. Mm -hmm. You know, our culinary arts program is right here, but the class meets here. And then they go back into the kitchen when they need kitchen uh, things. Uh, so he wants it to keep it as a multi-purpose and be able to bring out the stage and all the, everything else for cultural and theater mm. events. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. But well, you, could, you could start with donations, like uh, perhaps uh, mentioning who to donate uh, anything to your school on the podcast <laughs> that'd be great yeah, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we would it would be fantastic for Chicago I know we're trying to revitalize Uptown as a place for music and arts mm -hmm. so right. Right. What, what better way to get involved folks than uh, donating to St. Augustine College St. Augustine College and you could say the Charlie Chaplin Fund Okay. Yeah, Charlie you know, restoration of the Charlie Chaplin Auditorium. So what would be the phone number that we'd be calling, say, we were donating from this podcast? You call me. Okay. Yeah, my information. I'm the uh, vice president of institutional advancement in charge of our fundraising. Okay, yeah, I, will put a, I will put an email link up on, the, on our webpage. Awesome. So. <laughs> All right, we are heading down into the basement where it says no trespassing. Julio, como esta? And they used, they used to do a lot of rehearsing down here. This is where they would have shuffle, shuffle the glorious once. And yeah. This is. Hi, Julio. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to show you what Okay. Alright. Okay. Alright. See it? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Oh, yep. Vault 12. Okay. No. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, here. Oh, here. Oh, Oh wow. oh wow. All right, inside the vault. Oh. This is a much more spacious vault than I imagined in here. Yeah. Probably uh, for supplies now. Right. So the records and management stuff. I guess it's a pretty pretty good sized space. It's about, you know, the size of our apartments here in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> a small. Right. Well, the kind we can all afford. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, and we're heading over to the other one now. <laughs> this is what I love on this gig: is tromping through old basements looking for cool stuff. <laughs> Store safety film only. Oh my God! Wow. Wow. Vault 13 it actually still says film only on it. 
Oh, wow. This old metal door. Very heavy metal door. Oh, wow. This is where all the film would have been stored. Wow. Hold on, I gotta do this. Um, wow. <laughs> so that is, that is very solid. heavy door. This is, is, a, this is, of course, a, a fireproof door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important right. to realize that the film stock used at that time was nitrate, which was mm-hmm. highly flammable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go inside? That's oh, why. Yes, All right, you're not going to lock us in, are you? Uh, <laughs> All right. Because you can see that those are the, the original shelving. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my goodness. Original oh, shelves. Oh, wow. Original walls, original ceilings. Film racks. Oh. Same as the door. Yeah. And now you know why his new job did not perish in a fire like so many. Right, like so many other silent films did. Right. So they may not have been that concerned with quality at SNA, but they were at least thinking ahead as far as <laughs> trying to keep the stuff in a good facility. Yeah. They well, can see just how thick that doorway is, yeah, too. Yeah, that's about a foot and a half thick. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking us down here. You're welcome. This is just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you read all the biographies and autobiographies of people, you know, being talk, told of coming down into the basement where the vaults were to rehearse, to work out new scenes, to learn how to kick Charlie in the butt in Gloria Swanson's case. There's actually a, there's a picture of uh, the two of them down here. Really? That really? survives, of, uh, of, the, of Chaplin teaching Swanson to dance, and she just looks miserable. <laughs> These ceilings would be original too, right? These wooden beams. Esto es original, Don Pablo. Sí. Yeah. Right. And that's in stark contrast to inside the vault where the ceilings were concrete. Just behind you, that's the use when they use the old uh, staff to mix all the things for the development of the film. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no kidding. This is where they developed the film. Oh yeah, you can okay. see. So it's not a furnace no, at all. No, no, it's not a furnace. No, no, no. No, it's not a furnace. Wow. Right. Not a furnace at all. No. So this, this would is be a... film processing equipment. This is way more than I thought was going to survive in this place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible how much is still here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get a picture of this? Uh... Yeah. yeah, let's get I a picture. To find out exactly what this was used for. Presumably, there would be some sort of chemical mm-hmm. chemical well, bath probably that residue that's mm-hmm. already here yeah so uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Well, all the way to the end and you make a left and then see you on the left see no all right okay all right okay guys thank you very much thank you very much All right, the clock on the wall says that that's all the time we have for Chicago Unbelievable today, but don't forget to check out ChicagoUnbelievable.com. If you check out the podcast tab, it'll take you to a page with all of the photographs we took today, lots more information, including how you can help get involved with the Charlie Chaplin Auditorium and help bring that back to the glory that it deserves. Hope you tune in next time. We'll be talking with Daniel Krauss about his new book, Rotters, and about grave robbing in Chicago history. And who knows, this being Chicago Unbelievable, maybe we'll even rob a grave. Thanks, I'm Adam. This is Chicago Unbelievable. Unbelievable.